Chapter 39, The Saddest Story. Needless to say, the mood in the children's ward in the morning was somber. Sally was eager to know what had happened, but no one was keen to tell her. The night had been such a disaster. Even a visit from the ever-sunny Tootsie couldn't lighten the atmosphere. Toast or cornflake, said the lady as she pushed her food trolley between the rows of beds. Toast or cornflake? Cornflakes, please, said Tom. Right you are, Thomas, replied Tootsie. She then proceeded to pick up the cereal box and pour the contents into a bowl. True to her word, there was just the one cornflake. It fell into the bowl with a pathetic little clink. Is that it? asked Tom. I did say cornflake, not cornflakes. Sorry, but I only had one left. I save it, saved it for you, as I know you like them. Don't eat it all at once, called Robin from across the ward. Would you like some cold tea poured on top? Tootsie reached for the, for the tea urn. The boy shuddered at the memory of yesterday's soggy mush of a breakfast. No, thank you, Tootsie. Milk, please. I don't have any milk today either, but I do have half a sachet of ketchup. I am starving. I suppose I could give it a try, replied Tom. Very good, then. The lady squeezed a tiny amount of the red sauce onto the cornflake. There you go, she said, handing over the breakfast that would have left anyone hungry. Please may I have a piece of toast, too, asked the boy hopefully. After last night's adventures, he was mighty hungry, and that one cornflake was not going to be enough. Tootsie opened a metal door on her trolley where the hot food was stored. Oh no, the boss of this place, Strillers, has made us make so many cutbacks at the hospital, you see. I'm all out of toast. Sorry. Then she moved on to George, cheerfully calling out, Nothing! Absolutely nothing for breakfast! Not surprisingly, there weren't any takers. Oh dear, said Tootsie. I don't know what the matter is with all you children this morning. The matter is, interrupted Matron. She was standing right behind Tootsie. Again, it was as if she had appeared from nowhere. These disgusting children are in a great deal of trouble. They have broken every rule in the hospital. But they seem like such nice children, replied the dinner lady. Don't be fooled. They are nothing more than common thieves and liars. All the children dropped their heads in shame. Except Sally, said Matron. Tootsie looked over at the little girl's bed. She is still asleep, dear little thing. And because of these four nasty little children here, the porter has been fired. No, Tootsie couldn't believe it. Fired? Yes, on the spot this morning. He deserved it. Despicable man. I always knew he was up to no good. Sir Quentin Strillers demanded he leave Lord Funt Hospital immediately. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. The porter didn't deserve that. He is such a sweet and kind man, and he has been at the hospital forever, for as long as anyone can remember. Of course he deserved it, helping these children with their little nighttime games, thundered Matron. But Lord Funt was his life, protested Tootsie. The poor man had nothing else. No wife, no children, no family to speak of. Legend has it that the day he was born, his mother abandoned him on the steps of this hospital. Who can blame her, laughed Matron. What mother could bear to have a child like that? It was the saddest story Tom had ever heard. Sometimes Tom felt as if he had been abandoned by his parents by being dumped at the boarding school, but nothing compared to this. Tootsie shook her head. Poor, poor man, she muttered. I must see if he is all right. He might need a sofa to sleep on or someone to cook him a hot meal. That man does not deserve your sympathy or anybody's. Filling these children's heads with ridiculous ideas is not a good idea. That's not true, protested Tom. The porter is beautiful on the inside and outside, said Amber. He is the kindest person I know. 
I doubt you even know what kindness is, matron, said Robin. Yeah, said George. For a moment, it looked as if a revolution was about to begin. Stop talking, snapped matron. The children were scared into silence. What vile little creatures you all are sticking up for that monster. I don't want to hear another word out of any of you all day. Only Tootsie was bold enough to break the silence. Matron, she asked. What? Do you have any idea how I can get in touch with the porter? Not a clue. Looking at the state of his clothes and smelling him, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in a box. Ha ha. Well, wherever he is, I will say a little prayer for him tonight, said Tootsie. He'll need more than prayers to help him now, scoffed Matron. He will never get another job after being fired from here. Now, Tootsie, finish up the breakfast as quickly as you can and get out of my ward. Yes, Matron. I need to think of the best way to punish these wicked, wicked children. With that, the lady spun on her heel and stalked back to her office.